Welcome to the Ascend Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Each week we delve deep with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking, out-of-the-box minds in health, consciousness, mindset, and spirituality. This show inspires our listeners to improve their body and mind, and our intention is to fuse and unlock the conscious warrior and shift the balance in the current paradigm. Hey, what's up everyone? In this episode of the Send Podcast, we're joined by Melissa Ambrosini. We really covered some great stuff in this podcast. However, each week we have very deep conversations with all different types of people, from the Iceman Wim Hof, inspiration and motivational speaker Prince Ear, UFC fighter Carlos Condit, to Stephen Keir who spent 10 years being the bodyguard of the Dalai Lama. But in this episode, Melissa is a best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a self-love teacher. Melissa teaches women how to master their inner mean girl, or for you guys out there, the inner bad boy. And in this podcast, we cover smashing through limiting beliefs, how to ditch self-doubt so that we can start living and start living a life of our dreams. But through this podcast, Melissa goes beyond the differences among people and into the realms of togetherness. And I think deep down, we're all battling that inner voice. So listen in and discover how mastering your ego and controlling that negative chatter in your mind can be achieved. And at the end of this podcast, Melissa also gives us a really powerful guided meditation. And I just know you're all going to love it. And as well, you can use it whenever you want in your life or, or, you fe- or whenever you feel you need it. Before we jump with this podcast as well, I would just like to say thank you for all the great reviews about the podcast so far. We really do pre- appreciate it. And we do read every single one and we absolutely love your feedback. So if you guys just ever want to contact us about anything, feel free just to send us a message and we'll always get back to you. Also, please don't forget to leave a review of the podcast and just let us know what you think. So without further ado, Melissa Ambrosini. Uh, are, you, are you having a good day? Are you all right? I am. I'm really great. Thank you. How about you guys? Yeah, we're good. We're yeah, really good. good. Well, Melissa, I'd just like to say welcome to the podcast and um, thank you for being with us today. Pleasure. Yeah, definitely. Melissa, I know as well, um, obviously you're a person that's like um, conquered a lot in your life as well and like you've really overcome a lot. So Melissa, is like, is it all right if you could just tell our listeners like a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your story and where you've come from? Sure, goodness me, how long have you got? Um, (laughs) So the life that I live now is very, very different to the life that I lived six years ago. Um, Before 2010, I was a professional dancer and actress and did TV presenting and a bit of modeling and I was burning the candle at both ends. I actually lived in London for two years, um, which was really fun and my measure of happiness and, you know, happiness and success was on how much money I earned and the type of jobs I had and the cute boyfriends. And, um, I was not looking after myself at all, had no idea how to nourish my body or, you know, look after myself. And I was just burning the candle at both ends. And, I ended up in hospital with a whole host of health issues from adrenal fatigue to thyroid problems to, you know, a serious case of the cold sore virus, 
to um, candida and SIBO and depression and an eating disorder and it really was incredibly challenging and when I was in hospital I realized that I had to sort my health and my life out and the way that I was living and you know moving through life was not serving me and something had to change and shift so that's where I began my health and wellness journey. Um, I dove headfirst into studying holistic health and nutrition and, and life coaching and I began to become, I, I became obsessed with personal development and read every single book I could get my hands on and meditation and energy and quantum physics and all of this stuff and I just became immersed in it. And yeah. That was six years ago and from there, you know, there was this tiny glimmer of hope that when I was in hospital said, you know, if you sort your life out, you'll live an awesome life and I didn't really believe it and I didn't know it was possible and I was massive skeptic and I was like, no, you know, but my intuition was telling me that there is another way to live and now I live a life very, very different to back then. I um, am an author of the best-selling book, Mastering a Mean Girl. I'm a motivational speaker and I create online products and programs to empower women to unlock their full potential and become wildly wealthy, fabulously healthy and bursting with love. But if you had have asked me, mm-hmm. you know, was I, would I be doing this? You know, in six years' time, six years ago, I would have, you know, spat out my green juice. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a little bit about my journey. Mm. It was a really beautiful journey. Yeah, it was. It's really good when someone finds themselves. And like, my le- oh, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, and I'm, I'm super grateful that I did it at a young age because I can now go on for the rest of my life knowing the things that I know and that's where, the re- that's where real life really starts to mm. unfold. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. And I think, like, when, Melissa, when, like, when you look back at it, like, your first real struggle, like, was overcoming this, like, showbiz, like, lifestyle, which had, like, completely taken over your health, mm-hmm. and which was probably a huge part of your identity at the time, and will be now. And it's probably took a lot of soul searching at the time to get where you are now. Mm, absolutely. And it's funny that you mentioned that about identity. That was one of the hardest things about transitioning, because I, I was... I had built my identity around who Melissa Ambrosini was as a performer and now all of a sudden I have these other interests which were health and wellness and, you know, living a heart-centered life and doing what I love and following my passion. But I had no idea how that was going to unfold or no idea how I was going to make money from that. So for me it was like the identity thing was really challenging Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Melissa, I, I, something I was wondering, I was like wondering if one of the main reasons, like, um, why you like you start to question your actions and like even a way started like the question your own like internal self and your own internal drive and even your direction as well. I was wondering, like, was it when like you started to analyze like your own inner chatter in your mind in a way? Yeah, well, it kind of, it all started when I ended up in hospital, um, because I realized that. Everything I was doing in my life was from a place of fear. 
everything, you know, from the way I ate to how I moved my body to the people I surrounded myself with, to the work that I was doing, to the, you know, the boyfriends. It was all out of fear. Nothing was coming from a place of love and that's because I'd forgotten that love is our truth and love is our birthright. And I had to remember that and come back to the truth of who we really are, which is love. Yeah, I think it's, it is. It's such powerful when you when we actually we, we can tap into that in a way as well. Like we can tap into our real inner chatter as well. And I think in a way when we get like when we get all that inner chatter like out the way, sort of saying like no matter what stage of our lives we are. But I think it's about it's about tuning into that and also being aware of that and trying to get like tap into that good frequency on our body. I think absolutely. Becoming aware of that internal dialogue. I call it your inner mean girl or for you guys, it's your inner bad boy. Becoming aware of that inner dialogue is imperative because so many people are walking around unaware of what their inner critic is actually saying to them and they're living from that place and they think that what their inner critic is saying is actually true. They think that... If, you know, the inner critic saying that you're not good enough and you're not smart enough and you're not pretty enough and you're not fast enough and you're not working hard enough and you're not successful enough and you're not earning enough. If you aren't, if you don't have the consciousness and awareness, you then believe that to be true, which is not the case. It is not your truth. Mm, yeah, definitely. definitely true. I think we were like, Melissa, you hit the nail on the head there. Like when were exactly right and there's a point in your life where you do come to like a realization that yeah things need a change in our lives right now and I can see from your journey like this for you would have been crucial but I was also wondering like what did you do to influence that change and help you overcome that struggle? Well it all started with mastering my main girl it started with the three-step process that I teach in my book which is the first step is awareness You have to become aware of the things that your inner critic is actually saying to you. Because once you're aware, you can then make the shifts. But if you don't, you can't unknow what you already know. So awareness is absolutely the first step. Once you are aware of the things that your ego is saying to you, you can then make the shifts. The second step is gently closing the door on your ego. And then the third step is choosing love instead. You know, it's a very, very simple three-step process, but that doesn't mean it's always easy. Yeah, Mm. definitely. I like that. Melissa, I was wondering, like, um, like how did you, like, start educating your mind? Like, was there anything that you, like, you started, like, to seek out and you're educating? Um, yeah, I guess I was just seeking love. I was seeking yeah. our truth. Um, that's, I guess, what I was seeking, seeking love and truth. And, and yeah. still, I, I, I want to live every day from a loving, truthful place. That's, you know, one of my missions. Yeah. Mm. I think a start of change will always begin from within, Melissa. And only when we can truly self-love is when we can truly undergo the transition into real health. And that is the beautiful thing about self-love, that at any moment we can stop playing the victim and take charge of who and what we are. Mm, absolutely. That's when, that's real self-empowerment there. Mm, definitely. How did your journey begin to self-love, Melissa? 
Well, again, it began in the hospital bed when I realized that I had no idea what self-love was, but I knew I didn't have any. Um, someone gave me Louise Hayes' You Can Heal Your Life book when I was in hospital, and I was like, what is this self-love business that she is just banging on and on about? And I realized in that moment that I had no self-love, and I didn't even really know what it was, but I knew I had to get it. So that's where it began, and it began with um, practicing flexing my self-love muscle every single day, and it's something that I deeply commit to every day now. You know, it's always I'm always doing things to fill myself up. I'm always doing things to make sure that I'm full, you know, and I've put my air mask on before I help the person next to me because I'm no good to anyone else. I'm not a good mother. I'm not a good wife, I'm not a good friend, I'm not a good boss, I'm not a good leader, I'm not a good daughter if I'm not full. Um, So I need to make sure that I'm full and that I'm overflowing with love within myself first so that I can show up to the world as the best version of me. Mm, Definitely. And I I think you owe it to everyone just as like we do as well and everyone on the planet right now owes it to give your like truest, most heartfelt self to everyone, because right now the whole world needs that. They need Melissa Ambrosini, they need Dan Harrison, Chris Hopper, all to be their, their best, and need you as well, listener, like to be your best person right now. Mm. You know, I that's one because- of the one of the only things that you can do, and that that one of the only things that is your role here is one of the only things that you can do is just be the best version of you, whatever that looks like. And it's going to look different for you um, compared to me. But it's one of our main roles here in this world is to just be the best version of ourselves, to do our best in every moment. Mm, definitely. I think as well, like Melissa, it also it really takes a powerful person to forget about everything external and transfix on the internal Mm. like when we can really look at who we are like we can really embrace this life because in that moment we start to truly take control of our destiny but like I said at first it takes courage because in today's society it's more like seen as rewarding to be accepted from others instead of being accepted for who you are Mm. like true courage takes takes a stand when we say no to what others want from us and take a stand in us becoming who we are yeah Absolutely. Melissa, what do you think is the hardest part about self-love? The hardest part is mastering your inner critic because your inner critic is going to tell you that you don't have time for self-love or that you're selfish or that you're not worthy of going and sitting and meditating or going and getting a massage. So that's probably the hardest part is mastering that internal voice that we have. Yeah, definitely. Mm, Definitely. I think as well, though, like the process of self-love, through the process of self-love, we like, we come into like many different obstacles. Like, and one of those obstacles is facing our fears. Actually, in fact, I think like every obstacle is fear, because at some point we'll always go through the same fight of fearing who we'll become, like the fear of staying the same or the fear of being who we once were. Like either way you look at it, the fear is the unknown. Mm. So. Melissa, why do you think the unknown and fear in particular play a crucial role in our development? You know that saying, feel the fear and do it anyway? I love that saying because fear 
which is your main girl. You can call it fear. You can call it ego. You can call it your inner critic. You can call it Mary. I don't mind. But that fear is always going to be there. It's always, always going to be there. And it can be used for the better. Like, you know, fear is a great thing sometimes. It'll say to you, don't get in the car with that stranger. Or it'll say, don't drive down that alleyway. Or it'll say, don't walk down that alleyway. You know, so fear can be used for the good. But a majority of the time, we've let fear run and ruin our life and, and stop us from doing what's true for us. And that's where we need to be aware and conscious enough to go, okay, is this, this is, this is fear holding me back from doing something that I really, really love. And if that's the case, then those are the moments where we go, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, definitely. I think you're completely right. And I think as well, like the fear as well, like you said before, it does stop us from the change as well, or even like just pursuing a change because, there's a saying as well that like people only change like when they're forced to, and all or either they know deep down inside that they have to, no matter what. Mm, mm. And you know, for me, I had to hit rock bottom and end up in hospital for me to change. But you know, you don't have to get to that place. Yeah, yeah. I think as well though, even my thinking now, like this fear-based thinking as well, it's it's actually hardwired in our operating system as well, like modern-day society as well. If you think about it. Mm, mm, absolutely. And it, it is really in it. Yeah, definitely. I think it is such an interesting topic, like, as well, like, why people do have, like, such a connection to these external toxic needs. Like, why are they so connected to them? Especially when they're harming us. Comfort, I think. Yeah. Like, is it comfort? Like, or maybe we are in the state of comfort where we don't understand the damage of what's happening to us and the, the need for change, like, hasn't begun. Yeah, maybe the catalyst isn't big enough yet, but the universe is always giving you little warning signs and little nudges to get back on your true path. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes it gives you the little nudge and sometimes it gives you a big one like me to end end up in hospital for me to really change my my path. Yeah, and sometimes I think we need something like that as well, like a big big push for our bodies as well, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Melissa, I was wondering, like, um, how do you think someone can, like, really start, like, helping themselves, like, move out their comfort zone? The best thing that you can do in the first place is master that inner critic. You've got, there's no point in going and trying to launch a business or, you know, start something from scratch unless you have mastered that inner voice within your head. Um, that is the first place to start. So you can do that by doing that three-step process that I spoke about before or you can pick up my book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. Um, but that's the best place to start is by really being mindful of what your inner critic is actually telling you. They're, that's the foundation. You've got to get the foundation sorted first before you go and you know, find your dream partner or your dream career. You've got to get this stuff sorted first. Yeah, I think I, I think that's perfect. That, like Melissa, I think we all really need to get a foundation of who we are, and and in this foundation, I think one of the things that really sets it all up together is our belief in our values, and I think as well, like the comfort zone. And I think this is the scary part. It does limit our beliefs. And it does limit our values and it certainly limits what's possible for us mm. because we are blind to the fact that something amazing is within our grasp. 
mm-hmm. and like we are limited in our thinking and this in turn lim- if sorry if we are limited in our thinking this in turn will limit our actions yeah. and will limit what's possible for us absolutely and I, I, I definitely think and I think as well like when we do find out that it's like what's actually possible for us like we do start taking action away as well we in our mind it's like when the like the biggest changes will come like ourselves just when you start taking action yeah, yeah definitely. absolutely and I think as well something I think of now as well Melissa I think as well like no matter no matter what um, whatever point we are in our journey as well I, this I think about this all the time I think the universe will help you and it'll guide you like every step of the way and it'll push you in the right direction and give you that frame of mind of where you need to go yeah it will it's always supporting you you know that's something that I used to think that the universal God was against me and punishing me but the universe is got, has got your back and we need to trust in the process and trust in the um the process of life and that's something that I really do it's it I really do trust that everything is always unfolding exactly the way it's supposed to and when you have that trust um you can really sit back and know that you are held and supported which is beautiful Mm, it certainly is and like Melissa I believe um, we we like as a whole are the collective the universe right now like we are every embodiment of the entire universe in us and and one thing like I think is when we do like engage on our paths of um, who and what we are the universe will guide you into whatever you want to be or into who you believe you are and I, I believe that entirety I also believe that as well, in order to seek health, you need to first look at like look at the universe and like what it's actually given you so thus far. So if you've seen like if you are a person struggling right now in life and it's all a negative influence and it's all negativity and that's of course gonna be a process which the universe is gonna keep giving you more of because you're seeking out that negativity. Mm. You haven't seeked out the positivity. You need to like you need to start beginning a change from within, and a, a positive change will work wonders. Mm. And this all starts by asking the questions of who who we are and what do we really want. Absolutely. And when you start to ask these types of questions, be ready for the answers to come flooding in because they will. And. Yes. The life that unfolds is so rewarding, you know, it's incredibly rewarding. I, I live a life beyond my wildest dreams. Honestly, I, I, I think my reality is better than my wildest dreams. And I didn't think that that was ever possible. I did not believe it. I thought the world was against me. I thought I was, you know, I, I used to have suicidal thoughts and I was very depressed and I thought, what's the point of life and why are we here and why is God punishing me and, you know, those yeah. sorts of things. But it's all a shift in your perception and this is heaven on earth if you choose to see it that way. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. And I think, I think as well, Melissa, though, like what I can think as well, I think when we are in that state of action, like, that is when like this, the state of even the human consciousness grows as well. Absolutely. Because yeah. you're part of the ripple effect. Yeah, definitely. Nothing. I think as well. Yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, by you stepping up and being the best version of yourself and raising your consciousness and your vibration, you inspire those around you and that's the most beautiful thing. 
Yeah, I think as well. Even when we, I think when when we're in that stage as well, like we're in a state of action, in a state of educating ourselves. I think we need to keep feeding ourselves with more knowledge, and I think that will also help us evolve as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think we, I think we really do have to just start taking action into who we are and start seeking out like knowledge into what we are. Like even like it could be just the process of just reading a book for ten minutes. Exactly. And something, and something in that book might tell you a bit, little bit more about what, who you are and what you're going to be. Even just 10 minutes. 10 minutes of your day can transform everything. Absolutely. Something so simple. Mm. And it's and just, some, you know, the intention behind the reading of the book as well. It's like, I want to read this book because I want to expand my knowledge so that I can be an even better version of myself than I was yesterday or a better version of myself when I woke up this morning. You know, it's like const- yeah. I'm constantly learning and constantly I want to be a student for life. I want to continue to grow and learn and evolve. You don't just do high school and then finish high school and then, you know, stop learning. I'm always learning, I'm always reading and listening to podcasts and audio books and um, attending seminars and being mentored and coached by other people because I want to continue to grow and learn and evolve my consciousness because that's what we're here for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, Melissa. And I, I was going to say as well, I think in life as well, you've, I think you've always got to come from that perspective where you're still a, you're still a teacher and you're also still a learner. Yes. I will, I will be a forever student and a forever teacher. And that's what I love about what I do is I'm, I'm a teacher and I'm teaching the things that I need to learn. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And something I want to say, Melissa, and it's been a part of my thought process through my evolution of human consciousness, was um, this question. And this question like really made me find out more about myself and my life. And that was, am I worthy of this? And all the time, like I kept referring to that question and the fact that I am a human being on this planet and I'm living this incredible existence. Mm. Why should I not be worthy? Absolutely. If I, I have the love of the universe inside, like we all do, we should embrace that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Melissa, what do you think other people can do to help them be worthy of this existence? There's not anything you can do to be worthy. It's more an internal thing. There's nothing outside of you. There's no clothes that you can buy. There's no equipment. There's no pill that you need to take to be worthy. Worthiness is an inside job. So it's about, I talk about in my book about dialing up your worthyometer. So if worthiness was on a scale of one to 10 and, and you were a three on the worthyometer, but ultimately, our birthright is to be a 10 on the worthyometer. It's, it's about yeah. dialing yourself back up to a 10 whenever you feel less than a 10. And uh, you can do that through meditations. You can do it through a breath. You can do it through just being conscious and aware. And it's just a matter of um, dialing it back up to a 10 and making and living making choices and living from that space where you're overflowing with worthiness and life is so much more joyful when you feel 10 out of 10 on the worthyometer. Ah, oh, it's beautiful, like Melissa. And I think that's, that, is, that really is beautiful when people can really feel worthy in that. And M- Melissa as well, I know you've got um, some deep meditations as well and like they really help people 
find the soul and find out a bit more about who their inner self is. Yeah. Could you give us a, could you give us a guided meditation, please? Um, now oh, I think sure. I'll. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So, just taking a comfortable seat wherever you are. You're going to hear some incredible wildlife in the background because I'm in the middle of the bush and you're going to hear amazing Australian native birds. So just enjoy their noises. So just closing down your eyes now and making sure you're comfortable, your shoulders are relaxed. Your feet are flat on the floor or you're cross-legged on the chair or floor. And just doing a quick body scan and making sure that your entire body is relaxed and tension-free and you're not holding on in any area. And now together, let's take in a big, deep breath in through your nose. Fill your belly up. Hold the breath at the top. And then slowly release the air through your nose. Relax your face. Take another deep breath in through your nose. Hold the breath at the top and slowly exhale. Again, inhale, breathe it up. And slowly exhale. Bring all of your attention to your breath, to the air coming in and out of your nostrils. Be mindful of any thoughts that pop up and when they do, just let them float on by like a cloud. Just as the clouds float on by, let your thoughts float on by. Don't get attached to them. Just let them float on by. And now tapping into your heart space, feeling that beautiful energy behind your heart space. Feeling that warmth, that beautiful love. Feeling your heart chakra. Bring all of your attention to your heart space. You can smile. No one's looking. You can smile. That's how you really benefit in the meditation is smile. Turn the corners of your mouth up. No one is looking. No one is judging you. Turn up the corners of your mouth. That's it. The bigger the smile, the more benefits you'll get because 
smiling actually changes the biochemistry in your body. It turns on your cells. It turns them on and up. You're changing the biochemistry in your body right now. And the bigger you smile, the more you're changing your biochemistry. Keep smiling. Feel that beautiful warmth behind your heart space. Feel that beautiful pulsating energy around your heart chakra. Keep smiling. Relax your forehead. Keep breathing deeply. And together we're going to take a big inhale. We're going to inhale love. Breathe it up. Breathe. Breathe it up. Hold the breath at the top. And on the exhale, we're going to sigh it out and exhale out any fear or anger or anything that we're holding on to. Inhale again. Breathe up love. Breathe in all the love in the entire world. Breathe it in. Keep smiling. And exhale out any fear that you're holding on to. Inhale again. Breathe it up. Breathe up all the love in the world. Breathe. Hold it. Smile. Smile big. And on the exhale, let it all go. Remember this beautiful feeling in your heart space. This is the truth of who you are. Love is the truth of who you are and you can tap back into this at any moment. And when you're ready, you can gently crack open your eyes slowly. There you have it. Wow. That was so powerful. And actually, I think as well, like, it's so great that when you think about that, like, at any part of the day, we can, like, just take a few seconds and just do a practice like that. And it's a practice that allows you to reset any time of the day, no matter where you are in the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So powerful. But thank you. Thank you so much for that, because that's so powerful. Mm. You're welcome. Pleasure. I, it yeah. was beautiful. I really enjoyed it too. Ah, certainly. Thank you. And yeah, like, and throughout this whole conversation, Melissa, um, I just like to say, ultimately, I think it all comes down to our direct thoughts and our emotional responses mm. in our behaviour, and uh, uh, just a process of like your meditation can really change that. Absolutely. And and I think it's key, like, to be in that state where we're encouraging life. 
and encouraging fulfillment. But to end this podcast to the listener, Melissa, and to encourage them to live a life of fulfillment, what would you say to that person? Master that voice inside your head and you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams. Wow. I like it, I like it. Powerful, powerful. But Melissa, I would just like to say thank you so much. You've been an absolute great guest and I'm sure that you're going to inspire so many people. So I'd just like to say thank you so much again for being an absolute amazing guest. Oh, you're welcome, boys. Thank you for having me. It's so lovely to meet you both. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much, Melissa. Pleasure. I'm a big believer that some of the most important, worthwhile lessons in life are often the most simple, the most overlooked. One of my greatest realizations is that any situation is far less important than your interpretation of it. In fact, I'd go as far as to say that anything in life is simply a product of the meaning that we give it. As Wayne Dyer said, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And this is extremely significant because it unlocks any door in the world. To be able to have that perspective, that understanding that you are the one in control. Knowing that will undoubtedly take you places. The question, of course, is what are you doing about it, right? It's no secret that if you look at things with a negative lens, they're going to appear negative. If you look at life as this giant tragedy and you're always the helpless victim, guess what? You'll remain that way. You're essentially enabling a self-fulfilling prophecy. We are who we believe we are. The world around us exists as we allow ourselves to see it. Words like, like difficult, impossible, they have no meaning. They don't even exist until we give them life. Think about it. We are creating negativity. You know, constructing barriers that have absolutely no reason to be up. I like to simplify this equation because to me, it's about having a goal and achieving it. That's it. Right? You're at point A and you want to get to point B. And there are really two options. You can map out your path and make it happen, or you can create reasons that it's not possible, that you can't do it, that success isn't for you. Right? Starting with the little things like waking up early or changing you know, eating habits. We look at what's in front of us and we ask why. We don't ask why not. And here's my take. If human beings got a man on the moon, you can come up with a strategy to wake up early without hitting a snooze button. It is that simple. And this applies all the way up the ladder to larger things, to running a marathon, getting a promotion, on and on and on, getting out of a particular situation. See yourself as someone who wins, who succeeds. Leave all that other baggage behind you. It helps no one. They say some of life's greatest accomplishments were achieved by people who didn't know they were once considered impossible. They had a target and they hit it. Before you even think about your specifics, 
You have to know that a solution is out there, that it exists. It's just a matter of whether you will make it happen. And that's where it's so important to set yourself up to succeed, to brush the negativity aside and to analyze what's in front of you with the lens of someone who can and will get the job done. Surround yourself with positive people. Quit associating with things that tell you anything but yes. Life is hard enough as it is, right? You don't need additional hurdles. It's about you and that goal, you and your objectives. Not can you, but how will you? How will you get to your final destination? Thanks, guys, for taking time out your day to boost your consciousness. But, guys, we really need your help. If you're loving the podcast, please pop over and leave us a review and tell us what you think. And also, don't forget to head over to our website at ascendbodymind.com and check out our amazing gallery of other great episodes. Thank you and have a great day. And join us next week in the next episode. Peace 